Hello and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. This podcast is for women who struggle to love and sometimes even like their bodies and who want to build a more loving relationship with themselves through experiencing more joy, pleasure, and confidence. Each week we'll cover topics ranging from body image, intuitive eating, self-love, and so much more. If you're ready to learn practical tips and tools for loving the skin you're in, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the one question that you need to ask yourself before you make any sort of habit or lifestyle change, whether it's for diet purposes, or if you're pursuing a new exercise program, or you want to pursue weight loss or cosmetic surgery or anything like that just to help guide your decisions and have more confidence in knowing that you're making a decision that serves you um, and that you can actually stand behind and that will serve you in the long term and not just the short term. So I'm all about making long-term changes over here. I don't think it's helpful to do something that, um, that you can only sustain for a short period of time, right? So we'll get more into that, but before we get started with the episode, I just wanted to give you a quick life update. I am now coming to you from my new office, which I'm so excited about. I'm no longer on my dining room table or the temporary dining room table that we had here. um, We got our shipment of all of our stuff this past Saturday and we put it all together and I put together my new stand-up desk for the very first time. So I'm standing up now as I'm recording and uh, it feels really good to be standing up. My back hurts a lot less this way. So yeah, so things are good here. Hopefully the audio is going to be better now that I'm not in this big echoey kitchen. Um, As I've kind of talked about, we also live on an Air Force base, so don't be surprised if every once in a while you hear um, jets fly by. I'll try and pause and edit those parts out, but sometimes they will just come at the most inopportune times. All right, so again, before we go into the meat of this episode, I just, I want to share a body image moment that I had. Um, I want to just kind of share, I guess I could share the positive and the negative body image and body acceptance moments that I have. So that way, I know for me, I find it helpful to have examples of maybe what other people experience in their bodies or when it comes to food or with clothes fitting and things like that. So I just wanted to share that for you on here or share that with you on here. So, um, okay. So yesterday I had, um, Yesterday I was getting ready for my work from home day and I had just finished my makeup and I was trying to decide what to wear. And I was all excited because now I have my full closet of clothes and it's like I have so many options now. Um, But one thing that I'm struggling with and I've actually probably struggled with body image more this year, this past year than I have in a while, 
And that's because I had, I've talked about this a few times as well. I've gained weight, um, throughout, uh, throughout the last year, like just with 2020 and stuff. And it's not so much that like, I am so against gaining weight because once I quit dieting, what, five years ago, I immediately gained um, like 20 pounds that I have, like I've slowly, my weight has been increasing since then. And I've been able to work on it a little bit at a time. But the reason that this past year was different is because it was 30 pounds in one year. And so it's been quite an adjustment for me um, and I think what I was am, am most frustrated about is the fact that I, right when we went into quarantine last year, I completely replaced my whole wardrobe. Like I got rid of all the clothes that didn't fit me anymore, that I didn't feel good in, and I replaced them with clothes that I love and that make me feel amazing. And now I can't even fit into those clothes. And so I'm frustrated because I have a beautiful closet full of clothes and at this point, with most of the stuff that I wear, I only want to wear it with like a flannel around my waist to hide what's going on in that area. So yesterday I put on some jeans and a shirt and I was like all excited to finally wear this belt that I've been waiting for. And I put on the belt and it doesn't fit anymore. Like, and it's like the their plus size belt and it wouldn't even, well, suppose it plus side, size. Um, and it wouldn't even like go around my waist. So I was just like kind of frustrated because when I put on the jeans and the shirt, I was like, ooh, this looks good. The belt is gonna be like the cherry on top and it didn't work out. So I ended up just putting a flannel around my waist. And I feel like, one habit I also have is when I sit down at places, if there's like a pillow around, I'll put a pillow on my belly. And I feel like the flannel is becoming a version of that, of like actually drawing more attention to the space that I feel most self-conscious about. So um, I guess the, the way that this feels different because I've done the work, because you know that I talk about body image and body acceptance work as something more than just accepting the way that you look. Sometimes that doesn't really feel possible, but really the point is to learn to respect your body and to also not let your body dictate your confidence or the type of life that you live or what you do every day. And so for me, it almost triggered a response yesterday, feeling that and seeing that. And another thing I did notice too is now that I have my my mirrors back that came from my um, my house back in Vegas, that they're they're here now. And through the traveling, like I had to get used to the mirrors that we had in the different hotel rooms. I don't know if you've noticed this, but. I always feel like I look different in every single mirror. So I had gotten used to the mirrors that we have here in our little apartment. And now that my mirrors are here, it's like I don't even recognize myself. And these are mirrors that I've used. So for my vanity and like a full length mirror that I've used for years. And so that's been difficult too, being able to adjust to seeing myself in those ones again. 
So the way that I've just been approaching feeling those things about my current body and my clothes not fitting me is just by trying my best to find something that I do feel comfortable in or recognizing that like, hey, I don't really love how I look in this, but how I look is the least interesting thing about me. I hear that statement a lot on TikTok, but um, it's true. Like sometimes it's me overanalyzing it and I need to know the difference. And there are days where I'll feel more comfortable to be able to just be like, okay, it's fine. Like I don't necessarily love this. And if I look in the mirror too much today, I'll pick this apart. So I'm not going to stare in the mirror. And then there are some days like yesterday for me where it's a flannel day. Like I felt like I would only be comfortable with a flannel around my waist. And that's kind of how it's been. Like there are days I can go to the gym without one and I feel fine with having a little pudge, a visible pudge. And then sometimes where I'm just kind of like, not today. That being said, you can do this work and you can you know, work on your body image and hope that you can at least improve how you feel on a regular basis, but there are still going to be times where the thoughts come in and you struggle. And I just encourage you to remember that you are so much more than your body and what you look like on the outside. And if it helps, even thinking like of tuning in. So if you see something that you don't like in the mirror, maybe avoid the mirror or avoid looking too deeply into the mirror and then just focus on like how you feel as a being and like what habits or what things can you do to start feeling better? Because I think once you feel better overall, that really just naturally improves your body image. And I know for sure that's how it feels for me. Like when I'm regularly active and when I'm out walking and when I'm at the gym or um, when I'm just taking care of myself, my mental health and eating things that not only make me feel good, but like that also tastes delicious to me. When I'm doing all of that, I find that I struggle with body image less. So I just wanted to share that with you. And then um, also last announcement, if you haven't grabbed a copy of my free body acceptance meditation, I think now is a great time to do that. It's a guided meditation where I lead you in dropping into your body and actually being able to feel more than the neck up, right? Because most of the time we're living from the neck up. We don't even really feel what it's like to live within our bodies. And that's what I was just talking about when I was sharing my body image story is like when I'm actually living from the neck down and paying attention to the signals and honoring the signals that my body gives me, it helps me feel just a lot better overall. So when you learn to feel more into your body, it allows you to become more uh, in tune so that you can start to get better at recognizing when you need more or less rest, more or less food, etc. And that's kind of the foundation to a lot of things that we talk about in this podcast, in the ebook that I'm writing, and in the courses that I create. So you can get your copy by going to laurenkepler.com or you can visit the show notes for this episode. And then once you sign up to get it, you will automatically be added to my email VIP list where you'll receive weekly insights, updates, and offers that I only share in email. 
All right, so let's get into this episode and talk about the question that you need to ask yourself before you embark on any sort of lifestyle change. And let's first explore the idea of a lifestyle change. What exactly does a lifestyle change mean? At least in the context of when I'm speaking of a lifestyle change. I think sometimes when we're having conversations with people, um, things like lifestyle change or body acceptance or body positivity can actually have a loaded definition. And so I find that it's really helpful to first break down my understanding versus your understanding of a lifestyle change and what it means. I don't particularly love the term lifestyle change in a way that society normally interprets it. The reason that sometimes I'll use this common language and then go in to explain it to you is because I know that it catches your attention. If if it's like my way of communicating with you, like that's the language that maybe you understand versus me trying to say something abstract or in a way that I understand it, that you're just kind of like, meh, I don't even know what you're talking about, and you lose interest immediately. So the term lifestyle change became popular once we started to realize, once it became popular to understand that dieting is a fad and that dieting actually doesn't work. So instead, what we did was we decided to disguise diets under another name, which is the term lifestyle change. And we f- we felt that it was helpful or, or, you know, I mean, I used to even actually use this term in the way that most people use it, which is, you know, diet in disguise, in order to try and trick ourselves into thinking that we were doing something that we could keep up for life. So instead of this, we're like, oh, short-term changes don't work. And so if I just tell myself that, um, that I'm going to do this for life, then maybe I'll actually do it for life. So the problem with that has been that these lifestyle changes that we're making still require us to be really restrictive in what we eat, really intense in the way that we exercise, and just overall participating in behaviors that aren't necessarily sustainable or even helpful for us. So just like the diet-like pattern that often happens when we make a lifestyle change, this happens because we're trying to fight against our own nature as human beings. And so as human beings, what we desire is pleasure, pleasure in what we're eating, pleasure in the way that we're moving our bodies, Um, or we desire the ability to cope with difficult emotions. Sometimes we do that using food. That's a coping mechanism, right? Um, or maybe you'll have days where your body needs more rest than others. And so you may not want to do this really intense workout that's on the plan that you're supposed to be doing. So you're trying to fit yourself into this box. And then most of the time, you're not actually taking into account the life that you're trying to create. You're not gaining an understanding of what your bottom line goal is for making this change. Oftentimes, it's maybe because a friend was like, oh, I tried this diet, Whole30 or whatever, and it worked great for me. Or I tried, um, 
I did this workout plan and it worked for me. Or you see an advertisement or a coach reaches out to you and you feel that like, oh, it worked for somebody else. So it must be the same for me. What I've noticed that gets me sucked in a lot when it comes to like diets and meal plans and lifestyle changes and all that stuff is um, the romanticism. So the marketing is so good that it literally has me romanticizing and dreaming about like me in that new body and who I would become and what I would do. But the part that they don't like add into the marketing, of course, because no one would buy it, is at what cost? How much are you putting in and what are you giving up in order to do this? And the reason that I... I'm going to talk about like specifically weight loss or body changes as we go further into the episode is because for most people, the result that's desired for for making a lifestyle change is weight loss. And if that's not how it applies to you, just go ahead and insert whatever it is that uh, makes you want to make a lifestyle change. But the question that we're going to ask ourselves and the the journaling and stuff that we're going to do is going to be the same for all of us or very similar at least. So, um, and this is, so here's where I'm going to start to encourage you to dig deeper into why it is that you want to make the change that you do. So feeling uncomfortable in your body even feeling hatred towards your body or disgust with your body or whatever it is may serve as a short-term motivator for you to actually make those changes. So for example, let's say you put on an outfit in the morning, you look in the mirror and you're just like, "Ugh, I need to lose weight. I'm so disgusted with how I look. I can't believe I've let myself get that way or this way. You know how the talk goes. So maybe that feeling motivates you to eat a healthier breakfast that morning. Uh, Maybe you go and you look for a coach and you hire a coach that day because you're all fired up. Or maybe that day you even commit yourself to a very strict lifestyle change because what you're trying to do is take action. You're trying to get closer to what you desire, right? So your mind is in the right place, your heart is in the right place, but here's where you're going wrong. When it comes to making lifestyle and habit changes, you need something more than just a short-term motivation. You need a reason that's powerful enough to drive you forward each and every day. And you're gonna have to set your sight on something that you can envision each day as you take small, steps forward. And the reason that weight loss or any sort of cosmetic desire doesn't always drive behavior changes for the long term is because it's a shallow reason. And it's really easy to just decide like, meh, I don't really feel like doing this today because all you're risking in that case is just staying the same. And especially if you don't share your desires for weight loss or whatever with others, um, then you're definitely gonna be like, well, no one's gonna know the difference. I already look the way that I do. And along with that, if you're changing um, the way that you look on the outside while assuming that it's gonna change everything else about your life, that's another mistake that you could be making. 
when for me personally when i was the fittest in my life when i had worked so hard to get this body that i had nothing else changed i still had the emotional issues i was dealing with i still had the confidence issues i still struggled in my friendships like everything else was the same except that my body changed and i got to that point where i'd worked so hard to start looking the way that i wanted to and you know getting closer to my quote unquote destination. And I was like, is this it? This is what I've been working for, a body change. I changed my body, but I didn't change my mind. And that's where I made a mistake. And don't get me wrong here. I recognize that personal desires for weight loss or to change our bodies can run really deeply within us and they can feel really important. That's why I no longer demonize people's desire to lose weight because I recognize how deeply ingrained that is into our culture and what we think is necessary to make like changes or personal improvements. That being said, if you're finding that you're weight cycling often and you're going up and down on the scale and you're having a hard time sticking to the changes, that you're making and it's creating frustration, you're lacking self-trust now, and you're feeling shame and guilt, and it's holding you back from actually making progress, then you may need to dig a little bit deeper and start to reflect on why you want to change your body and what actually you're hoping to get out of it by changing your body. And just a little side note, most people think that the body changes come first and the mind changes and the life changes come next, but it's actually the other way around. You have to work on your mindset before you can really make any sort of long-term positive changes in your life, whether it has to do with what you look like or not. So what is it? what is really important to you? What's behind your desire for weight loss or muscle gain or... Um, again, I'm using those as the most basic examples because that's what I hear most often, but you can insert whatever desire that you have in there. So what kind of life is it that you're envisioning for yourself? And if you have some time, I want you to pause here and to journal the following questions. Now, if you're driving or you're in the middle of something else, you can obviously come back to these questions. You're not going to like pull out your journal while you're driving. Um, please don't do that. <laughs> but if you're doing something else, you can, of course, come back to these questions. I do highly recommend if you're going to do that to actually schedule the time in so that you will get it done. Because I know that if I like tell myself that I'm going to do something, I probably won't. So it helps when I actually like put it on my to-do list or my schedule. So if that's you, I'll put the questions in the show notes for the episode. And they'll also be available in the blog version of this podcast that you can find at laurenkepler.com. All right, so here are the questions that I have for you. Why do I want to make changes to my body or my habits or my life? What's behind this desire? What's my overall vision? How will my life change once I make these changes? In other words, like what am I moving toward? And what does my dream life look like? 
who am I as I show up in my dream life? Maybe it's even helpful to do a day in the life of like imagining your dream life. I once did this where I wrote down exactly what I would see when I would wake up in the morning and how I go about my day. And then I recorded it on audio so that I could listen to it on the drive to work every day. So again, the reason that it's good to have a vision and to understand is first of all, then to get clear on when you are making any sort of changes, why you're doing it, and is it going to be helpful. And then also so that you have a vision that almost just pulls you forward. Instead of you constantly feeling like you have to push yourself, it's just this beautiful vision that you're just like, oh, taking one step toward every day. Okay, so if you paused, welcome back. If not, again, schedule that in for later or you don't have to, of course, you can do what you want. But now that you've taken some time to understand and maybe you can even think of this mentally right now. Maybe you've actually already thought about this and journaled about this or talked about it or you already know where you're trying to go. So now that you've taken some time to understand why you want to make lifestyle changes or improvements, I'm now finally going to introduce the golden question that will guide you in whatever habits or changes that you do decide to implement. Okay, so let's say that you decide to try out a new plan or you want to hire a coach or try keto or maybe you're just outlining your own personal pathway for the changes that you want to make in your life, which hint, I recommend doing that, outlining your own pathway. But anyway, as you look over the curriculum from, say, your potential coach or the guidelines for a new way of eating, or you do some research on whatever it is that you're doing, I want you to journal this question or think about this question or talk about it to somebody. Is this bringing me closer to the person that I'm becoming and the life I'm creating? Now, if the answer is yes, then I say go for it. And if it's a no, then just do some more soul searching and reflecting to see what your next steps could be. Maybe you just need to pivot a little bit, make some adjustments. Maybe you just completely need to say no, but you're, say, inspired by this meal plan or this coach and you want to take something away from it. Um, do take smaller steps like follow an Instagram. Um, again, if you're going to follow an Instagram or purchase something, just make sure that it's not triggering to you in a negative way where it's like negatively motivating you by making you feel like there's something wrong with you. Make sure that what you invest in allows space for expansion. And I'll talk a little bit more about what I mean by that in a few minutes, but Yeah, so if you do this and maybe you're not, maybe it's not like a positive yes or no, maybe it's somewhere in between. So if you're still unsure, you can still decide to just try it out and know that you can always change your mind later on. You can change your mind right away if it's like an immediate no. And if you do that, if you try it out and it doesn't work, just remember that that doesn't make you a failure. I think too often when we decide that a certain diet plan or a way of eating or exercising, etc., isn't right for us, we feel like we're the ones who failed. When most of the time it's actually the plan that fails us. 
And that's exactly why I encourage you to not fit yourself into a box. That's why my brand is called All or Something. So you don't have to choose between all or nothing. You can be somewhere in between. There are a lot more gray areas than you may realize. I like to take inspiration from various places while I experiment with habits that work for me. And this was actually really fun to do at the start of my journey when I was learning about things like morning routines and evening routines and different types of like holistic habits and meditation and things like that. I tried out pretty much everything and then I decided what worked for me personally that I wanted to implement into my regular routine. I love vegan and vegetarian foods and I often experiment with cooking different types of vegetarian meals. And sometimes I get caught up in thinking like, oh, well, should I go vegetarian or vegan? And then I'll have to catch myself and realize that just because I enjoy a vegetarian meal from time to time doesn't mean that I have to then box myself into that category and label myself, right? We love labels. So now I'm a vegetarian and then now I can only eat vegetarian options unless I have a more powerful reason or um, unless I you know, really feel called to become vegetarian or vegan, it's likely not gonna last long. And then that again spirals me into trying it and then feeling like, oh, I failed, now I'm a failure, I don't trust myself, I feel shameful. And it's back into that loop that we often get ourselves into. And I honestly hope that even when you dive into the things that I share on social media or on this podcast, or say if you take one of my courses in the future, I hope you realize that you don't have to resonate with everything that I share. And sometimes I actually find it refreshing when I'm personally listening to something or reading something and I can think to myself like, "Mm, I don't really agree with that or that doesn't work for me because it reminds me that I'm being mindful and I'm recognizing and honoring what works for me personally. And I'm starting to feel more comfortable even embodying that in this podcast and the stuff that I create because I'm like, well, I'm not really big in the health and wellness space and I'm also not really like completely involved in say body positivity and the health at every size movements and so where am I? I'm just a little bit in between and I used to feel that you know because I'm doing this podcast where I do talk about um, health at every size and intuitive eating concepts I'm going to attract the type of people that are really deeply into that. And then they're going to start criticizing me for not using the correct language or the other way around. Maybe I attract someone in the fitness industry and they're offended by the fact that I am talking about even health at every size and accepting your body at any size. I don't fit into any singular box and I have to remind myself every day that it's okay for me to not fit into any single box. So I'm gonna remind you as well, you don't have to fit into any box. You are your own individual person with completely different experiences and a lifestyle and everything than the people around you. All right, so the final guideline that I'm gonna leave you with here that can help you really solidify into making any life decision or change is this. 
And I use this guidance anytime that uh, it, it just helps me gauge where I'm trying to go whenever I'm making changes. So the thing to ask yourself then is, is this habit, tool, plan, etc., that I'm looking to implement, is this expansive or restrictive? So in other words, does it allow more room for growth in your life, for expansion and opening almost, or will it make your life smaller? Will it close you down? Will it make you unable to go to events and parties? Not that we really can right now anyway, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, will, will you start to avoid parties because you're afraid that you won't be able to stick to this plan? That's an example of something. Another example of this is if you're choosing to cut out foods that you want to eat less or none of, and a good example of this could be, say, you're going into eating keto. And so cutting out foods, carbs specifically, especially ones that you actually really enjoy eating, can feel restrictive. So if you're, say, wanting to try out the keto diet the first, and you ask yourself, you go through the questions that we talked about before, and then you get here, and you're like, is it expansive or restrictive? It's more restrictive. So on the other hand, what if instead you could create an expansive version of what you're trying to do? In other words, you're wanting to eat less carbs. First of all, do you even understand why you're wanting to eat less carbs? Like, like I said, that goes back to the former or the earlier questions, but like, why do you want to eat less carbs? Why are you so specifically interested in this diet? Is it because everybody's talking about it and saying it works? If you cut out carbs, what will your life look like? And is that bringing you closer to the life that you're wanting to create? If you do successfully complete this and say you cut out carbs and you're doing so great and your body starts to change, what else will change? And just really get honest with yourself. What else will change? Sometimes we actually have to go through the motions personally. We're not going to believe it from somebody else that like, like say I tell you, oh, don't do that because if your, um, if your body changes, then your life is not going to change or whatever. It, like if you don't do the mindset work along with it, you're going to do what you want to do ultimately. And I think for me, even personally, sometimes there were things that I just needed to try out and see for myself, or maybe I just didn't have the mental capacity to go through it all. So I was like, let me just try it. And, um, and that's a form of like failure of learning from failure. Um, I, well, okay. So earlier I had talked about, you're not a failure. I guess failing isn't a bad word, but when you tie it to like yourself as a failure, you can start to feel discouraged and really disheartened and that can really impact the way that you show up moving forward. Anyway, that's a little tangent that I went on, but back to the point. So cutting, um, so instead of, so how can you create an expansive version of what you're trying to accomplish? So instead of cutting out foods, again, back to the example of carbs, because you want to eat less of them, what if instead you decided to add foods that you want to eat more often, whether it's fruits or vegetables or proteins or um, whatever it is that is that you feel 
is um, desirable too. That's important. That feels desirable and makes you feel like makes your body feel good. So what about adding in more of those foods? And then that's going to naturally crowd out how often you eat those other foods that you're trying to avoid without having to restrict. And then you'll still get to enjoy the foods that you love but you just expanded the types of foods that you're eating. So you're eating a wider variety of food, which means that naturally you eat less carbs than you did before. This was something just back to like the keto and carbs and just cutting out different food conversation. For me, intuitive eating was also a natural way to help me expand without feeling the need to restrict. So for example, I used to eat a lot of bread and carbs because they felt like diet um, no-nos. So they were like off-limits foods that I felt were like bad for me. And so when I did get a hold of them, it was like my guilt food and I would eat a lot of them at once. And now that I'm actually like listening to my body and like I said, I've added a wide variety of foods that are available to me. I don't eat like a ton of, of course I eat a lot of carbs because carbs is like a really big list, but I don't eat, I I don't desire like bread and pasta and things the way that I used to because I feel stable in knowing that they're there whenever I want them, but that I don't necessarily have to have them every day if I don't want them because they're always available to me. So Let's just do a quick summary of what we covered in the episode. I know I went on a bit of a tangent in the last half of the episode, but hopefully you were still able to get one or two things out of it. Um, And so the first step that we talked about in the episode is to journal and decide what kind of future that you're working on designing for yourself. So the questions that you're going to want to ask yourself are, why do I want to make changes to my body or my habits? What's behind this desire? What's my overall vision and how will my life change once I make these changes? What does my dream life look like and who am I as I show up in my dream life? And of course, as I said earlier, if these don't resonate with you, you can also make up your own questions and just answer those. The next thing that we talked about is the question that you need to ask yourself whenever you do decide to make any sort of lifestyle or habit change, which is, is this bringing me closer to the person I am becoming and the life I am creating? And then finally, to help you solidify your decision and maybe even guide you in making any sort of pivot if necessary. Decide whether this change will make your life more expansive or more restrictive. And just remember that you can keep up with restrictive habits in the short term, but you may have noticed that they're really hard to keep up with long term. So I personally find it more helpful to introduce new habits, foods, etc., that will just naturally crowd out the old ones or the ones I want to do less of. So that is all I have for you this week. I hope you found this episode helpful. This is definitely more like the type of curriculum you'll see in my courses. I feel like we dug a little bit deep here. 
And I just side note, don't have any courses available for purchase at the moment, but there will definitely be a body acceptance course coming out either later this year or early next year. And if you're interested in joining that course or even purchasing my body acceptance ebook that comes out in July, just make sure that you're on my email list so that you can get updates from me that I only share an email. So you can get yourself added to my email list by either clicking the link in the show notes that leads you to get my free body acceptance meditation. If you've already gotten that meditation, then you don't need to worry. You're already on the list. Um, But if you haven't, when you do sign up for it, you'll automatically be signed up for that list. Or you can alternatively go to laurenkepler.com and just sign up for the meditation on my homepage over there. Alrighty, thank you for listening and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss when a new episode drops. If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you leave a review. The more positive reviews I have, the more this podcast can reach women like you who are in need of this message. Let's create a ripple effect and inspire more ladies to love themselves. And as always, feel free to share this episode with a friend or tag me on your Instagram stories at Lauren M. Kepler to let me know you're listening. Can't wait to chat with you again next week, but until then... Remember that you're worthy and beautiful as you are right now.